successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Welcome to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill here on 980 AM KNBZ as well as on GrillNationShow.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening as well today on iTunes and Stitcher Radio via podcast. Big show today. I uh, have with me one of our guest hosts and on-air contributors, Ryan Maybe from The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger & Co. Also want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Our title sponsors of the show are Trusts, MoBank, BLK Financial, and Two West Advisors. Also contributors of the show are, uh, like I mentioned, Ryan Maybe, The One Light Luxury Apartments and Reactor Design Studios, and Clifton Alexander. Let's bring in Ryan Maybe. Uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. Great to see you again. Hope all is well. All is well. Thank you very much. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Uh, Ryan is a guest every other month, and one of the things Ryan (laughs) does is not only uh, talk to us about everything going on with his businesses and uh, his travels, uh, really great thought leader here in the industry, or in Kansas City area. He also brings on uh, great guests from time to time, and today we're going to be talking to Brock Schulte, who uh, used to work with the Rieger and now is the bar director and a partner of the new bar opening up on the plaza, The Monarch, uh, which will be located in the Polzinelli Tower uh, just off the plaza. It looks like a really cool uh, design build, heavily heavily financially backed, looks really cool, and it's going to be a really neat concept for Kansas City. And he's coming on here after the break. I'm, Tell I, us about I'm that. so excited about this bar to open. I, it's it's going to be uh, maybe one of the most anticipated bars to open in Kansas City in a long time, and they're just taking it to a whole new level from – Everything that, that Brock and, and uh, his partners have, have told me and what I know about them. And then just you know check out the website and look at those renderings. I mean, it's, it's going to be really stunning. So it's going to be a great thing for KC. The website is themonarchbar.com, all over social media as well. Looks like they're going to have three different design rooms, a bar, a terrace, and a private parlor room for uh, invitations or for uh, booking and whatnot. Uh, looks like it's going to be really neat. Seats will seat, I would assume, over 100 people. Um, but it's right there in the uh, Polzinelli building uh, outside. If you drive by that building or actually or ever at Jack's Fish House, you can just look across the street and you can see it. It's going to be opening, I believe, in August. Yeah, I think in a few weeks, yeah. Um, so that'll be really cool and very high-end cocktails. They'll have a food menu, uh, small plates, and uh, actually a really interesting bar design. It's not going to be your typical bar that you've seen with uh, liquor stacked up high to, on the side of the wall with the bar facing out against a wall. It's going to be an open kind of concept with – all of the the liquor underneath the bar and the bar sitting in the middle of the room uh, with twenty two or thirty seats around it, which is pretty re- interesting. It's a really high concept uh, thing they've got going there by by looking at it and by talking to Brock. It's uh yeah it, it's they've thought about every little detail and there seems to be a lot of purpose behind every uh, decision that they've made, which is is really cool. Inspiration for the bar comes from uh, bars in London. There's one in Italy that defined it as well as one in uh, Moscow. So it'll be a uh, world, worldwide, international, global kind of feel to it. And I think very so. High end. One more, uh, you know, addition to the to all the cool things. I was got just going asking Ryan about uh, restaurants in town and things <laughs> going on, and 
How's the Rieger these days? You guys Rieger's are uh, great, killing. man. We're uh, yeah, we're just cranking along like uh, like always. Everything's going really well. Um, we actually just hosted uh, the other night. We just hosted a uh, our first in what we hope to be a series of farmers uh, meet the farmers events. Uh, we did it on the rooftop of the the Rieger Hotel, and uh, <clears throat> I saw photos of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, really well attended, and basically just a, an opportunity for uh, guests to come in and and meet the farmers that uh, grow the food that that we use every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty cool to be on the rooftop too. That's uh, such a beautiful building. Great view of downtown and the crossroads. So, talk to me about what's going on in your on your street. I know there's we've talked many times about the the development next door. Looks like it's <laughs> finally going to get developed because that that Hereford House big spot there has been just a, an eyesore for you know it, it seems like we have been in a perpetual state of construction uh for the last five years uh honestly but you know and and all for good reason i mean the streetcar um getting built and and now up and running the the uh apartment complex at 1914 main that that got built on an abandoned old surface lot and you know with all this stuff happening the the new hotel uh, across the street on 20th all this happening, it's all great, but there's that been that one big gaping, okay, what's going to happen here where the Hereford House used to stand in the old Hotel Midwest, and it's I've been staring at that uh, dilapidated, run-down <laughs> you know, thing for eight, we all have, eight almost been, nine years now. Day. I've been yeah. staring at that, wondering, like, when was somebody going to scoop up this prime real estate in the crossroads and do something phenomenal with it? And we now know who's doing that. It's in the works. Uh, they haven't broke ground yet, but they're doing – um, ground testing, environmental work, because they're going to have an underground uh, parking garage. And so they're laying the groundwork. They're getting uh, all the permits in place and, and all that. And I've seen some renderings, and it's going to be pretty awesome. It's about time, right? That you it is, it is really about time, man. We, uh, I'm looking forward to the day when that, that whole block is completely finished. One thing people don't understand about uh, groundbreakings is uh, you have to do a lot of environmental studies before you can actually do them. There's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> that has to happen. Yeah, people would say they'll break ground, but, you know. They actually have to do a lot of the federal right. federal stuff, EPA stuff. Yeah, uh, and there's you know. historic tax credits attached sure. to the the old hotel Midwest, and you know there's there's a lot that has to has to fall into place at the right time. But it is going to happen. That's it is going to happen. Yeah, it's a good thing. And the hotel's almost finished across the way. It looks like it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're aiming for a fall opening, but it, it's it's they're making quick progress. Mm-hmm. Streetcar uh, expansion vote is uh, happening. Yeah, due August first, I think. Yeah, so right around the corner. I cast my ballot. As a downtown resident, um, so I voted. I, I did too, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I think uh, me and you were of the same uh, uh, opinion here that they need to expand that thing to the plaza. I, I think it, it absolutely you, has lived, to go. You've lived through it. <clears throat> I have lived through it, and I also, even in hindsight now, um, I voted to raise my own taxes. I voted to raise my property tax. I voted to raise my sales tax, and and I, I live and work and own property in that area, and you give me a thousand chances to go back and vote on that again, and I would I wouldn't change a thing. I, I think it has been probably even more beneficial than I I thought it would be or hoped it would be. It's been great, mm-hmm. and the, the ridership's very high, higher Extremely. than expectations, right? Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they did extend that, what that would do for the rest of the city with development, uh, and and more new 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 structures. Like, can you up. imagine how Main Street would develop if it ran when it runs down to the plaza or down to uh, UMKC? Mm-hmm. Uh, Main Street is just gonna and hopefully explode. we can get it extended too to the river. 
Um, Berkeley, Berkeley, Berkeley River. A very right. selfish part of me wants to see it extended down to the East Bottoms too. To the old, <laughs> so you know, there originally back in the 1800s there was a streetcar that ran directly to the old Heim Building where our distillery is. So that's cool. I'd like to see that restored. But that's purely like selfish. That's reasons. down the road once you, <laughs> yeah. you finish building out uh, East right. Bottoms. Uh, you've been traveling a lot. You were uh, in New Orleans. Talk to us about that recently. Yeah, I was there for uh, Tales of the Cocktail last week. Um, which is uh, an annual, I think 15 years now. It's the, the world's biggest cocktail conference where people come in, tens of thousands of people really come from all over the world to do, uh, educational seminars and parties and the brands participate. It's, it's a really big thing. Um, I was down there representing Jay Rieger and company. I gave a seminar on the history of American, uh, rectified whiskey. I also was a guest bartender for a couple different events. Hmm. Uh, National Daiquiri Day fell right in the middle of that week. And so I got to bar- bartend at an incredibly busy, very hot bar making daiquiris. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really a lot of fun and a great way to network and build the brand. And people were excited about Jay Rieger & Co.? Absolutely, man. We get great feedback everywhere we go. It's just you got to keep doing it. You know, we're, you guys we're are still, really, you're really hustling right now. We're hustling. We're hustling in a big way, but we're, we have a long way to go, and we just need to keep growing and, and doing what we're doing. I love it. Ryan Maybe, guest co-hosting contributor to Grill Nation from Jay Rieger & Co. and also of the Rieger KC, is joining me today alongside... Our first guest, which will be Brock Schulte, who's the bar director at the new place opening up on the plaza, the Monarch Bar. Its uh, website is themonarchbar.com. Check it out. There's amazing videos and aerials and galleries of what this new place is going to look like. We're going to talk to him more in depth about his background and about the Monarch Bar after the break. You're listening to Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM. Welcome back to a Grill Nation with Jason Grill on 980 AM KMBZ and online at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining me as well today on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. As always, you can find all of our podcasts on iTunes as well as on GrillNationShow.com. Uh, I'm joined today by... Ryan Maybe, a contributor and on-air co-host every mo- every other month on the Grill Nation show. His Twitter handle is at Roundtable Rye. Uh, he is a bartender, restaurateur, and he uh, is uh, affiliated with The Rieger and uh, Manifesto as well as Jay Rieger & Co. His home is Kansas City, a.k.a. the Paris of the Plains, which we talked about a little bit in our first segment today. Ryan Maybe, welcome back uh, to the show. Always a pleasure. It's great to have you back. Uh, seems like been a while since we've had you in but i'm really excited about our uh, guest today and i've uh, been kind of noticing a lot of talk about this uh, new place opening up here in kansas city the monarch uh it's on the plaza it's going to be near the polzinelli building and uh, jack's fish house is across the street i believe and i know you have a little history with the uh, bar director we're bringing here in a second uh brock schulte yeah actually uh not only brock but the whole the whole team there the okay. whole uh group of uh kansas city bartenders that are really really making this thing happen it's exciting stuff. I'd, I'd seen it. I'd heard about it. I've driven by it many times, but uh, looking forward to learning more about it. Uh, let's bring on Brock right now. Uh, Brock Schulte, bar director and partner at The Monarch. The website is, let me make sure I have this right, themonarchbar.com. Welcome to the show. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. First off, I'd like to say you're rocking a great shirt today. And I'm going to buy one. <laughs> I like it too. The Rigger t-shirt. It looks good. Um, so tell us about yourself. Uh, how long have you guys known each other? It's been a while, right? Uh, Ryan and I met about seven, eight years ago, I believe, right before Manifesto reopened, and I was uh, interviewing for a job. I was 
actually on the plaza back then as well. I was working at M&S Grill, and I had heard that he was going to reopen Manifesto and the Rieger, and I really wanted to work at the Rieger. I uh, honestly didn't think I had the chops to work at Manifesto, but um, we did a working interview at the farmhouse. I got to make all the cocktails while he uh, took credit for said cocktails. <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny. You, you, I forgot that was the first time that we we met, and I was I forgot that that was the actual context of the interview. And I'm not sure exactly how that transpired. I'm guessing that I had that event set up, and you had come in to interview, and I needed help. And I was like, "Hey, why don't you just come work with me that night?" <laughs> um, I don't know that I necessarily. Well, I, I probably did. Uh, you know, create the recipes and, and set the menu. And then I just made you work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you taught me about how ice is formed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's very complicated. Sounds like a fun night. <laughs> it was great. Um, and you know, from there, um, he offered me a job and basically said that I, none of the bartenders were going to work just at the Rieger or just at manifesto, even though that was a lie because of Dylan Sly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, he wanted us to work both, both bars and, you know, I took the leap and, you know, You've been doing it. Ever been getting since. yelled at for seven years ever since. <laughs> uh, you've worked in a lot of different areas here in Kansas City, but really mostly in the bar area. Um, what's that like? I mean, probably learned a lot throughout the years. Uh, most definitely, you know, I'm I'm definitely one that uh, has a. I definitely have a thirst for knowledge, whether it's uh, spirits or you know new techniques um, in cocktails. Um, I really, really do like the. Um, the modernization of the bar, but really in terms of anything, it's really just relearning what we already knew um, or had posted like 150, 200 years ago with cocktails. And there was just, you know, a slight disconnect in prohibition and then the relearning of bad techniques. And so we're kind of just bringing it all back and just excited to learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, you've worked at a couple other places too in Kansas City. What, what are some of those? Um, I have worked at the Rieger Manifesto. I reopened the drum room in the uh, President Hotel. People like that place. That's a great place. You know, it's <laughs> it's a really awkward bar to work at, work at because it's a it's a semicircle and it's inverted in. So like if you cut a corner too quick, you're definitely banging your knee on a rail or you know the open dishwasher. But um, after you work there for a while, it's really great great place to. It was a great place to call home for a while. Um, mm-hmm. and that uh bar, I I. Uh, Talk to people from out of town that go there when they're staying there, mm-hmm. and they just love that place. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I think my favorite experience there was um, – now I'm trying to think of his name. I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need his um, name. Anyways, uh, it, it's really cool to see like how many celebrities and stuff can actually come through there, and just they really enjoy just a nice, easy bar. you know. And, um, I got to meet the cast of The Walking Dead there, oh, wow. um, and they, they had a private party. Um, and you know, a few others over the, over the course of it all, but it was a really great experience. You would never know. You would never know. It's got a great Kansas city vibe. Yeah. You know, that, that building in particular, but the bar, even though it was recently refurbished, remodeled and, and rebranded really, I mean, it still has a really cool Kansas city, uh, authentic Kansas city vibe. Sure. I don't think Brock's given himself enough credit. I'm looking at his bio right now. <laughs> um, he won the Paris of the Plains national bartending competition in 2016 and was a national finalist in the Bombay Sapphire GQ Most Inspired Bartender Competition three different times. He's been 2010, in, 2014, Wait, have you been in GQ three times now? I've been in GQ twice. Okay. That was like a lifelong dream of mine. The sock <laughs> owner of a business to have our socks for me in GQ. You've been in it three times. Look at that. Twice. 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 GQ twice. Yeah. Wow. 
I haven't made the cover yet, though. You got to win. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm working. I'm working on that. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. What but, What goes into that? Like, how do How does that happen? That's um, interesting to me. They so, just have a national competition. Yeah. So all kinds of there's all kinds of cocktail competitions, and I think they all really try to make um make each competition their own. Um, Bombay Sapphire is one of my favorite. It's really about you know the story and their their concept is the most imaginative bartender, and um in that essence you're coming up with a story that relates to Bombay Sapphire or that relates to you or your life or anything and you know I've I've heard many many stories but um it's always it's always a really good one cuz at some point you know when you get to that top 50 or that top 30 even at nationals like you know for a fact that they're all good drinks and it could be like not putting that iced ice cube in the glass that cuts that gets cuts you and you don't you don't win wow it's really crazy um how technical it gets at that point Ryan, you've done these competitions as well, haven't you, over the years? Yeah, I'm I'm retired uh, from <laughs> from competing at this point, but yeah, I've I've competed in a handful of different ones. I never did the uh, Bombay Sapphire Most Imaginative Bartender competition. I think that one got started uh, around the time that I was kind of ending my run. It's so stressful, I'm man. It's, Actually, he registered for the first one I won in Kansas City and never showed I? up. I don't is what so. I was told. No, I was a judge, I think, and maybe I forgot about it. I slept <laughs> in. Judged and you know, participated. I, uh, but uh, yeah, I have competed in in quite a few, and and they're really really stressful. I mean, to Brock's point about how how little it takes, you know, the difference between winning and and, and not winning is is so slim. It, it's you know, you just have to be perfect. You have to be absolutely flawless in order to actually win because the level of professionalism, the level of talent and skill is so high at that point that. There's just no room for error. And so it, it leads to now that, you know, I think bartenders are taking their career paths more seriously and it's more of a respected uh, and acknowledged profession, which is fantastic for, for all of us. Um, it really puts a lot of pressure uh, for, on bartenders for competitions like this. It's, it's, it's real stressful. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I, I have been fortunate enough to win a few competitions, but I've also lost many many more by oh, that's always going to be point. the case i mean i just like yeah. half of a point like and just the judge coming up to you after you were so close i was like oh thanks for that right. <laughs> but uh you guys have you guys have done a lot it's, it's it's exciting and i think um as we move forward into our next segment and we start talking about the new bar the monarch uh their instagram is the monarch bar kc um let's talk about some of the guys that you're working with because i read an article in the star uh recently from i think earlier this year about you know, three all-star bartenders create Monarch Cocktail Bar and Lounge coming this summer. Uh, it's opening in August, right? Yes. Okay. So talk to us about some of these guys that you're working with and you started this company with. So um, it really um, all came out of um, David Manick and I get our haircut at the same place at the salon, Casey, on Main Street. And um, he had a, a vision to bring uh, a West London-style cocktail bar to Kansas City. And, um, we had a little, a small uh, coffee talk, if you will, and kind of, it's kind of how it gets started, right? right? Entrepreneurship about a year and a half ago or yeah, a little, almost two years ago now. And, um, it kind of just all spurred from there. And I had, we had started liquid minded concepts, um, which does brand activations, events, and all kinds of things related to, um, related to alcohol. And we, as a team, uh, Kenny Coors, uh, Mark Church, and then Brandon Cummins um, started working on this project. And um, Mark, Kenny, I, and David are the, with David being the majority owner, are all partners in the concept with um, Brandon Cummins being a uh, 
a liaison or a consulting on the project. So David has like an architecture background, right? Yeah, he's he's really good. He he you would never he'd never boast about it, but like he has he's been on like the top the four largest uh, stadiums that are in Asia. He has offices in London, Shanghai, and Kansas City. Um, if you, the most familiar one at the currently, I believe, is um, for me. Um, the Raiders Stadium in Vegas. Uh, he's de- he and his team have designed that, and it's really really cool. Wow! Yeah, there's just an article in the the Daily Beast yep. about how world famous architect uh, David Manica chose Kansas City to open a bar. Yeah, and it was really just you know making the world just a little bit smaller. You know, uh, there's a lot of cool bars in Chicago, L.A., and New York, and there in between, and Austin and Houston. And, you know, it, it was really it's really nice to like just start bridging the gap between all the major cities and, uh, you know. Opening one bring, up here. Opening another, a bar of this style here. And Ryan was a pioneer in that. Absolutely. When you opened the Regan Manifesto, right, Ryan? People might have doubted you back then. <laughs> well, no, people, a lot of, with a lot of people, <laughs> trust me, a lot of people like doubted me. There's, there's no doubt about that. I was uh, constantly told, you're crazy or, or don't do that or what the hell are you thinking, and uh, that only made, made me more determined. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's proven out here, huh? Now we're, we're, we we talked a little bit in the first segment of all the development happening around there now. Oh, it's great, man! I love it. It's, it's, great. it's so great to see James Beard nomination. Yeah, there you go. Tales of the Cocktail Top Four. It's been it's been yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, it's been a wild ride. Uh, we got Brock Schulte, the Monarch uh, from the Monarch Bar, uh, and we have Ryan Mavy, uh, Jay Rieger Co, and the Rieger uh, with me today in studio. And this next segment, I really want to break down kind of the ins and outs of the Monarch, which is set to open. Uh, just in a few days here in August. Uh, looking forward to it. You're listening to Grill Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. One shot, two shot, copper tone red. Every time you kiss me, it's like sunshine and whiskey. Welcome back to Grill Nation on 980 MKMBZ. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again today. Also, thanks for listening today on GrillNationShow.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, and more information about our, our supporters and sponsors of the show. Uh, also, I have on one of those contributors and on-air guest host who joins me every other month on the show, bringing in great guests. Uh, we have Ryan Maybe from Jay Rieger & Co., also... Uh, the guy behind the Rieger. It's a great restaurant here in Kansas City. And we're also joined today by Brock Schulte, who's a uh, very well-known uh, guy here in Kansas City and has done a lot of work in the industry uh, throughout the years. He's an all-star bartender, bar director of the new Monarch Bar, and also a partner in the place uh, with a guy who actually uh, is designing the new Golden State Warriors Stadium, if I'm reading this right here. And the uh, new Raider Stadium in Las Vegas, so uh, that's pretty cool that you're yeah. partnering up with a guy that has uh, that kind of architectural credentials, yeah, and your barting and uh, mixologist credentials are, are there too. It's really funny to see them. Uh, he has a great team, and to see them working on a two billion dollar project one day, and then coming down to our our project at the next. So it's it's just really cool the kind mm-hmm. of detail that they can bring so, to a project. Yeah, and so okay, so you went over the team in the last segment. Let's talk about this this location and what, what we're going to see in the Monarch because to me it looks like it's going to be very high class in the pictures I've seen. The website is again is themonarchbar.com. Um, obviously, it has a lot of historic history behind the name. Um, 
But what are we going to be getting? What's the experience look like? And then we'll go through the three different areas of design. So the three areas, we really wanted to bring, um, you know, a, a very modern feel, but classic in nature. So we have the first area that you walk into is the terrace or the patio. And and most people have driven by that over the years. Sure. It's right, it's right on uh-huh. the plaza. And a lot of people didn't even realize that it could, it could have been built into a patio. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even think of it at all. And then it's uh, what we've done with it is completely enclose it with wood terrace. And then it's got a, I believe, a three-inch um, glass roof. And then we have heaters and infrared, uh, infrared heaters and fans to keep it uh, temperate throughout hopefully nine to ten months out of the year. So outdoor patio. Uh-huh. And then as the you Glass walk- pad canopy, though. What yeah. Is, tell me about that. So is that like it's always over there or is it? Yep. It, so okay. it's a it's, it's think of it as an, a glass roof on the patio so that even if it's raining or if there's, you know, I mean, even when it's light snowfall sometimes in Kansas City, it's like, you know, still 45 degrees outside, you know? <laughs> I like a good cocktail and just a little bit of rain, you know? I like that. Uh, that is really neat. And uh, it looks like the, the, the patio is inspired by some things that one of the owners saw in Europe uh, in Moscow because it's very cold there, too. That's kind of the, the theory behind the canopy. Correct. Where you could get drinks sometimes, uh, even with the canopy over it. Um, what's the next, the main room is probably the next thing you designed. The, the main room was, um, probably, um, most notably like, uh, bar Rusi in Italy and, uh, the Connaught bar in London. Uh, for me, it's also, um, Kansas city's first, um, bottleless back bar. There is no like liquor wall of liquor shelf. All our bottles and stuff are contained underneath. And it really, um, makes the, the whole feel of the room more like your living room or uh, a very, just comfortable, comfortable lounge. Um, Talk well, about was, that because that's, actually, that's unique, right? I'm actually, I think it's really unique personally, and I'm I'm both fascinated by it and also a little bit, you know, kind of puzzled by it because you know me. I mean, my my style is very classic. Very, I like a big, tall, just long wall of liquor. You have a you library know? ladder in your house. I, I do actually, <laughs> actually, you know, and and I think that from a, from a business perspective. You know, one of the advantages of that is when I when I go to some bars and I see uh, back bar shelves like that are sparse, you know, or have uh, several rows of the same spirit taking up a whole bunch of space or maybe like a statue or just some sort of quirky artwork. I always wonder, you know, what the thinking is behind that, because the more booze you put up there, the more liquor you put up there for people to see, the more likely likely you are to sell it. And so from a uh, I think from a design perspective, what you're saying is really interesting and I'm intrigued by it, but I also question it a little bit because I want to know like how do you I mean seriously how do you like um how do you uh, sell at that point so I always felt like um especially with my time at the Rieger like selling almost always came at the behest of who was doing the liquor ordering me or who was uh had a lot of insight on the liquor menu or the cocktail menu itself you know i don't know how many times i've had a cocktail or, hey can you come talk to this guy about whiskey it didn't matter if we had a whiskey list it, it's they wanted a personal interaction and that's what we've really tried to design with that area in the um, main area of the monarch bar um like i said there's 22 seats around the around the main bar um and each bartender at the main bar is responsible for 10 guests if there's standing guests outside of that sure but another aspect of the bar that we've added in that room is the bar cart. We have a custom-made bar cart by Peter Warren, um, a local. He's uh, awesome. Uh, tell, what's a local, a, tell us about that. So the bar cart is uh, actually really, really neat. It's a, we're designing the first menu um, around the migratory, the menu period around the migratory paths of the monarch butterfly, and whether um, they're 
migrating migrating south for the fall or north for or during the spring um we're really taking uh insight from all kinds of flavors and uh you know ingredient cues from their their uh their paths all across the world and on the first one what we're doing is um the negroni uh main emphasis on the negroni which is um strong bitter and sweet um equal part cocktail generally gin sweet vermouth and campari now we take up a lot of iterations of that or six different iterations of that that we're providing on the bar cart but the main aspect for the bar cart is to bring a bartender to your table that you can converse with talk through um, questions about the menu and really just become familiar with what is unfamiliar to you um i think that my favorite um my favorite experiences in a bar are always at the bar where I get to talk to a bartender about what's he making? What is he doing? Why is he doing it? Um, Ooh, that's really cool. What you did with that, that cocktail right there, which one's that, you know, it's that guest interaction um, that a lot of people, uh, it's the guest interaction that I feel a lot of people. Well, and I think in a lot of notably in a lot of traditional bar settings like that, what you just described, that interaction with the bartender that uh, generally tends to be more, uh, enlightened and informed on on all the products uh, behind the bar and how the drinks are made, that doesn't always get translated um, clearly and effectively by servers at the table. Now, I'm not sure. saying that that there aren't some out there that are really uh, in tune, but at the same time, I'd say in a lot of cases, you do miss something at the table. And so that idea um, of actually bringing the, the, the bar cart to the table and actually building the drink there in front of the guest is is really a cool idea because it will require – that your your entire staff they're all uh trained bartenders yes right yes so even like what you would generally call just like a, a cocktail server will be absolutely trained to be able to step behind the bar cart or behind the bar and help out if necessary hmm. um even um a bar back that you would normally say was his his job is to look down clean up and get you anything you need whereas what we want to do is really cultivate a um a learning community in Kansas city and be more of an incubator for on how to do things correctly. Um, how to work fast while still being communicable to guests. Um, all things like service and hospitality. So you've got the Monarch bar. We're talking to Brock Schulte, uh, bar director at the Monarch bar. Check it out at the monarchbar.com. Great website. You have the bar we just talked about. You talked about the terrace patio. You also have the parlor room. What is that? So the parlor room is, is where the third part of the design. The third part of the design is where we can really, uh, shoot for the stars, so to speak. Um, w- there are eight cocktails on the parlor room menu that are only available in the parlor room, and they're more um, interactive, um, more of a, a showy, a showmanship, if you will, on uh, on the serve. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of... Um, we're also taking advantage of using liqueurs and spirits that you most notably, mo- most of the time, wouldn't put in a normal cocktail list. Um, my favorite is probably a riff on the on the classic daiquiri, um, even though it's not rum, the basic build is the same and design of the cocktail is the same. We're actually going to be using Akintoshin 18-year in uh, a chocolate banana daiquiri style. And that really has, when you read it like that, it doesn't seem like something you'd want. Oh, I'm already drink, going like, over it in my head, but, you know, and like trying to figure out those flavors together, but it sounds cool to me. Yeah, like, so we're, we're acidulating um, uh, Jaffard pineapple liqueur. For the acid portion, and then we're going to make a grilled plantain and cocoa um, syrup, and just half-half two, nice and simple, 
with the uh, Akintoshan uh, 18 year. And what you really get on a, on a good aged daiquiri is the barrel notes. And for me, whiskey from Scotland at, that's at least 15 years old has a lot of similarities. They kind of get some smoke, some funk, some, uh, um, some barrel characters that it really just takes time to get there. Mm-hmm. So that, so what's like the size of this place? Like I keep thinking in my mind, cause I've been in that building so many times at Pulsinelli or at, uh, sure. at, at the, uh, JJ's. Sure. So the parlor itself actually will only hold about 16 to 20 people. Okay. Um, I believe it's occupancy is 22, but if we have a bar bar or a, a bartender and a server in there at the same time, we bring that occupancy down. Um, the main room, uh, will hold about 65 to 70. And then the, uh, terrace, it will hold 65. So we're, we're shooting for the 150 to 170 area. Mm-hmm. Um, trying not to do a lot of standing room, but we're obviously not going to turn people away. And we want everybody to feel very comfortable in the environment that they're Ryan, in. Ryan, compare that to the Rieger. For size purposes, How, what's your occupancy? Um, if you figure in all the components of the rigor, not counting manifesto, uh, you've, we've got about counting the patio about the same, about 150 total. If if we're at capacity in all those areas, so it's about the same as the rigor. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me because I've driven by that patio and I'm trying to think of myself. I haven't I haven't been on it obviously, mm-hmm. but just driving by, I'm like, it doesn't look that big. But I'm looking at your photos on the website and it looks a lot bigger than I than I think it is from the street. Yeah, a very loungy feel. Like we're we're easily gonna be able. There's um, one, two, three, three separate um seating areas or seating lounge type areas mm-hmm. on the patio, and then some sta- a standing room table as well. Very cool. We're talking to Brock Schulte, bar director and partner in the Monarch Bar. Also joining me today is guest host Ryan Maybe from Jay Rieger and Co. and the Rieger Casey. We're right back after the break with more Girl Nation. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM KMV. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM KMBZ. I'm your host, Jason Grill, joined again by Ryan Maybe, Jay Rieger and Co., and the Rieger KC, as well as uh, my good friend Brock Schulte from the Monarch. Uh, really cool new concept bar uh, happening in on the Plaza area. The website is themonarchbar.com. Uh, really interesting place. Excited to check it out. Uh, Brock, let's talk about, again, location. So you guys are located in the uh, cross street from Jack's Fish House. Uh, in the Polsonelli, kind of the tower there. The Polsonelli building, yeah. Polsonelli building. JJ's uh-huh. is across the way. Uh, seat about 150 people, 175. Uh, but uh, why'd you choose that location? Because it's a, it's a growing area in Kansas City. So I think that one of the, and Ryan can repeat again, uh, one of the most important things I think when you're opening, you know, uh, a restaurant or bar is location, location, location. And um, I think that we looked for about eight months um, for the right type of location, you know, I wanted a bar that, you know, held around a hundred, if not a little more. And I also wanted, um, easy access on and off to, you know, main areas of traffic. So what that's really good is like, we can get on, right off, we're right off Roanoke mm-hmm. or right on Roanoke. And then, so you can get on, um, Southwest traffic way really easy, which gets you to I-35. Um, there's also hotels and we're in the shopping area of the plaza. So there's a lot of foot traffic that in and around that area. And, um, for us, it was, you know, being nice and close to, um, you know, the state line mission Hills, uh, 
you know, just being a little bit closer than everybody saying like, oh, I don't want to go all the way downtown tonight. So people, or even, you know, for people that who had gone downtown, they can stop by and have one more drink before they're on their way home. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and and you got a ton of lawyers uh, working in that building. Yeah, and there's 200 lawyers which above us, and like, I hope, which will probably like cocktails. And, ah, them and uh, Waldell, Waddell and Reed, and yeah. I hope that uh, they really enjoy having us there as well. It's pretty cool. And uh, you guys just picked up a uh, head chef, right? We did. Um, executive chef, our first executive chef is uh, Tricia Ota, and she's put together a really nice menu of um, small plates. Our intention was never to be a place that people stayed for dinner, though if you had dinner plans and were enjoying yourself enough that you could satiate yourself mm-hmm. enough to uh, maybe skip dinner. Um, yeah. Right. And but, she, uh, she came over from Jack's, right? She did. She worked with, Jack's. she worked United with the States big, too. yeah, she worked with the bigger at F family for um, 10 years, I believe. And I believe the last two years has been in uh, at Jackson, Kansas city. Um, she actually decided they, I believe we're going to think about moving away. And um, we presented her with the opportunity and that we wanted someone that could really um, bring small plates, but in a way that really matched the uh, matched the cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the most important things I learned from Ryan and Howard Hanna at the Rieger was that your concept really has to match each other across the board from um, the layout of the bar, the textures, the um, the feel of the bar, and especially your food and your drink options. You know, really curating the setting. She is from Hawaii, so that'll be interesting. She um, is. She brings a, a lot of that flair. Um, there's some uh, ahi tuna tots, we're calling them, that are going to really uh, great. People um, like tater tots, and they like ahi tuna, so there you go. <laughs> we'll that sounds a, like something I'm going to order. We'll put a little bit of spin on the tots. They look like tots. That it's actually um, fried arborio rice, so a small play um, on uh, like risotto balls, but without the Sounds uh, delicious. Covering. They're really. Do you see really, any um, any uh, actual direct connection between the food and the cocktails, like a tasting menu or any uh, events like that, where you're actually uh, creating drinks to specifically go with the food, or vice versa? Um, she is actually, in this sense, taken um, the, what would normally be vice versa, where in much of my experience has been finding a drink or creating a drink to match the dinner menu. Whereas in this instance, we had curated the first um, created the first cocktail list. And she's created a menu that helps accentuate the cocktails on that list. That's really cool. You never would have seen that, you know, even five, ten years ago. Sure. No, not at all. It's pretty awesome. And then another thing that we really want to get going um, is, like, on Monday, Tuesday nights, is do um, little uh, late-night dinners around the main bar area as well. And four to five courses, um, bring in a chef or bring in a bartender locally and really – um, just let them have the bar to themselves and show what they can do and have some fun. Ryan, you wanted to talk briefly about another issue uh, about the Monarch, right? On break, you were talking about it. Um, the issue. The, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I remember which issue I, that I, I was. I lost my train of thought there. Um, I did too. Um, you know, but one thing I, I, I just wanted to point out about uh, the Monarch Bar and everything that I know about uh, Brock and uh, Mark and Kenny and those guys are, you know, just you know first-class uh, bartenders, but what they're getting – the opportunity to do there uh, with the, the backing from their, their partners and the plans that I've seen are just absolutely stunning. I, I think I've been pretty fortunate to, to travel around uh, the world and see a lot of the, the, the bars in the world that get the most attention and hype. And in you know, places like New York and Chicago and London, like Brock mentioned, there's a lot of influence uh, from London going into this bar. Um, I don't think we've seen anything quite to that level uh, in Kansas City before. Usually little startup bars and restaurants that are – uh, created by uh, independent uh, chefs and, and bartenders, we kind of have to, you know, 
bootstrap and and work on a shoestring budget and and uh, you know piece things together and and try and, and and make it work out you know with the limited resources we have. But from what I'm seeing here, you guys are just like shooting for the stars. It's like really uh, no no expense spared. It's going to be a world class level of. Uh, uh, overall experience. And I think that's pretty awesome for KC. It's absolutely the experience that we're trying to cultivate. Um, it's been really great to also come in. Like we've, we've all opened bars and been there, you know, when, you know, this is going to be your starting cocktail list and this is the glassware you're going to put it in. And, you know, this is the bar you're working in, you know, make it work. And from this design aspect, we started with a concrete box basically and completely filled it with every decision. We, we were there on the making. So mm-hmm. um, it's been really cool to, to see that aspect of it and become a part of it and, you know, really make it feel like it's our own. And, um, you know, you speak to the, 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 uh, the luxury living room style feeling that we're, you're seeing almost hotel bar, East London hotel bar. And it's really like an investment in Kansas city. Let me ask you quickly about the name. Let's talk about the Monarch name. Sure. So the Monarch bar has like, you know, it has a lot of roots. Um, the Monarch to Kansas city especially has had, um, ties to, um, the Negro baseball team, um, which got it. Yeah. Kansas city Monarchs. Yeah. Kansas city Monarchs. And, um, uh, they took their name from an old, um, uh, the people that were, that sponsored the jerseys actually. Um, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, just like the Kansas city royalty all, all the way across, the the board you know the chiefs the royals um i'm missing a ton of them right now a lot of crowns in town a lot, a lot of a lot of images of royalty are. crowns and <laughs> right. uh, and, you and, know, and there's uh you know we took the aspect of the butterfly um to another level i think and um really just like it is a uh, it really does speak to like how unique of a creature it is i mean it's the only creature you th- think something that only weighs a few grams but travels 3000 miles once a year like mm-hmm. it's an unbelievable feat. I'm seeing there is also a famous printing company here with the name Monarch. Right. As well. That's what I was mentioning. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So opening, talk to us about the opening, when it's going to happen. When can people check out the Monarch? Uh, we're going to, we have a, our quiet opening on um, August 21st, uh, which is actually the day of the eclipse, which will be really cool. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, um, be doing um, a special for that. But then um, on uh, the, that Friday, the 25th is when we're going to do a ribbon cutting ceremony and um, have the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce out and do a grand opening. Great. So that weekend of the 25th and 26th, Ryan, we know where we're going to be. I know where I'll be. <laughs> no doubt about it. The Monarch. <laughs> uh, I hope to make it out there, too, to check it out. I want a Brock, uh, a Brock uh, made drink, though. I I, I'm, I'm, you're going to have to like roll up your sleeves again. You just let me know what you like. <laughs> and get it done. Appreciate you coming on the show. This is really cool. The Monarch uh, is located, again, on the plaza in the Polzinelli building. Uh, TheMonarchBar.com is the website. They have a great Instagram, Twitter feed. Looks like an amazing spot. They even have a video they just put up as well. Uh, Ryan, maybe I think you uh, did a great job. This has been a great interview. appreciate you, Brock, for coming in today. Uh, looking forward to checking it out, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank Ryan, you. great to have you back again this week. Appreciate Thanks, it. Man. You did a great pleasure. job. You've been listening to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Have a good one. In the hall of fame.